The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. And welcome once again to It Came From The Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me once again via social distancing. We have none other than our very own Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Man Sperano. Have we started? Have we started? Have we started? Have we started? We have started. <laughs> and we have um, from uh, thelifewithjennerg.com, uh, Jenna Lee Feldy. I'm starting. I'm starting. You're supposed to, you know, and in theory, our senior correspondent, Charles Sandino, should show up, but I hope he's all well. Um, just uh, letting you know, Jen, you are kind of breaking in and out, so we will work with that. But um, for this week's show, we're going to have uh, Dominic Definition Man Sperano's uh, comic pick of the week. We're going to have another Jaybird and Lee segment. And um, to celebrate the 15-year series finale of uh, Supernatural, I'll be doing a little uh, discussion about that and the ending. So spoilers may and most likely will be mentioned. Um, but before we do any of that, we have to... I can't about. believe Supernatural went on for 15 seasons. Yeah, 15 that's, seasons. And actually, that's... technically, 15 and a half seasons because the new episodes are airing on this season, this uh, season uh, rotation because of the pandemic. Yeah, good point. Good point. Oh. So, yeah. Wasn't it originally just like supposed to be... Five. five seasons yes. that is correct and like yes. that we're making money why stop now exactly yes so but before we do any of that we're going to take it away with the news the news is brought to you in part by the finance both of the big apple Con, of which we are the official radio show of celebrating over 25 years of comic bookness and pop culture stuff for more information go to www.bigapplecc.com their next convention in theory will be on may 1st and may 2nd of 2021 also want to give our shout-outs for our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Dresden Media, Unji Kun, Shadow Rabbit Art, The Huracan, and Yasmin Array. Uh, for, more information of, if, for more information, if you want to have your own little shout-out, go to www.patreon.com and look up It Came From Radio in the search form just for a dollar. You can get your own little shout-out on our show. So let's start off with the news. Um, then once again, this week, which has been two weeks, if I, my math is correct, uh, we don't have any sad news because uh, uh, a couple episodes ago, we had a whole bunch of sad news. Seriously. So we, we kind of overloaded with sad news. So no, no sad news this week. I'm sure, as I always like to say, because some people did die, but we're just not reporting it. So wait uh, a minute. Hold on. You're telling me the one show I miss because I had some like car issues is the show There Was No Sad News? Yeah, because I remember we had, uh, yeah, we, there was no sad news. I was like, wow. No, wait, well, last week, no, last week there was. But um, I remember like, like two or three episodes ago. But then like the week that we did the live show, we mm. had a big chunk of uh, yeah. for that it's week. Like everybody died that week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with the uh, not as We sad died. News. We don't even know it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I die a little bit on the inside every day. Is that kind We're of all ghosts. This is actually yeah. a ghost-run show. So for any sponsors that are interested, this is the only show that's actually run by ghosts. It's very unique. So feel free to join our Patreon. 
Nope. Yes. Um, from the <clears throat> it's same but different department, DC Comics has announced that their books will no longer follow a strict continuity. This comes after former DC publisher Dan Dito of uh, plans for new DC's timeline that had yet to begin to set up earlier this year in 2020. Executive says, <clears throat> this means greater creative freedom, less interference by editors, and no one saying you can't use this character. They died at uh, Bane, uh, got lost in a park dimension somewhere, evil version of the person, you can't approach in Gotham slowly with all her plants. None of that's important. So... Of course, the bottom line means more merchandising opportunities. Um, you don't read uh, comics too much, Jen. I know I've given you a couple of books, but <laughs> no, I did. I did read the one where it has the COVID virus all over it, which we can yes. talk about another time. And I'm yes. fascinated about that. I'm going back to that one. No, I don't read comics. But um, in in the world of continuity, it, it's all mm-hmm. entertainment wise. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that it's important to keep continuity or just break it? Well, for me personally, of course, this yes. is subjective. So we all have our opinions. Yes. Um, I respect that other people might want continuity. But for me, when I watch something, I just want to either learn something or be entertained. So I don't care what order it is in. I'll watch a show out of order. I don't care. All right. Dominic, uh, comic book guy, Pronto Comics, very own mm-hmm. editor-in-chief. Uh, continuity, yes, no. In general, yeah, no, I like continuity. I, I want things to make sense. You know, it, it's annoying when they just bounce things all over. However, <laughs> specifically because of DC, it's, you're, you're the way that the department you chose today is correct. It's like the same but different because DC's always had continuity problems. I think they're just going to embrace it. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, they have what, 52 different Earths? They can just blame it on whatever <laughs> Earth. <laughs> I find that. Um, there was a, I forget who it was, but there was a comic writer who was like, it doesn't matter. You shouldn't have to know each and every single piece of the person's history as long as you hit the main beats because it's just a story. So uh, you, you don't want to be held captive to continuity if you can't tell a good story. A mm-hmm. good story is a good story. But on the other hand, I do like that if you watch a show, much as Supernatural, the 15 years, they have that continuity down. Like if they say Uh something here, you know, they reference it five, six years later. Uh That means that they're rewarding the fan for a long time uh, listenership and uh, viewership. So I think there has to be some type of fine line between the continuity and not continuity. Uh, Stan Lee, I mean, he invented the no prize, if you uh, remember. What was uh, important is that people used to write to Marvel Comics and be like, hey, you know, in issue five, uh, the thing did this, but in issue 38, the thing did that, and it conflicts. So Stanley was like, all right, you mentioned the mistake, and then you come up with the idea why it's not a mistake, and we'll send you a prize. And it was really a, a decorated cardboard box with Marvel stuff all over it. You know, this is back in the day, 80s and 90s. So it was like a collectible, but it was nothing inside. So it was a no prize. Uh, Got it. Got well, it. The way I look at entertainment is kind of like porn. It's just, it doesn't <laughs> really matter what area you go and you put it on any time and you're entertained. So just look good, say something fun, entertain me. <laughs> I don't care. Start, beginning, finish. Just be interesting and cut out the fluff. That's it. All right, so <laughs> let's, let's move on to the next bit of news. I got no, <laughs> I got nothing for that. Uh, no, I think. Look, just re- before <laughs> continuity is important in terms of like the big things, like when some they kill off a character, and if they kill off 
uh, let's like who dies frequently. Well, like they kill off the Jean emperor, <laughs> the, yeah, emperor the emperor in Star Wars, the emperor in Star Wars. Like that's a good that's a good thing right there, mm-hmm. right? Like no con- concept of continuity really from the last three. It's annoying. Like you want mm. some things to make se- make sense. So like you kill someone off, you if you're gonna bring them back, you have to have a good reason why they're back. You can't say. Um, I'm trying to think. All right, we, we stick with Batman continuity, right? All right. So kill off the Joker in a year ago, and then you just bring the Joker back without any explanation of who the Joker is or why he's back. That's mm. annoying. You know, you kill off a major character, you should have some continuity as to why they've come back. That's true. That makes sense. You know, like you just can't bounce around. But you kind of can because the FDA and CDC doesn't make sense. So when they start so, making sense, you know, it all makes sense. There has to be a line. That's that's the thing that yeah. I, I believe there has to be a line. I, I I lean more towards the continuity side of things. Right. But there there should be a line. Look, let, I, just one last thing. There was one thing I think it was during the brand the one more day when Spider Man uh, Spider Man uh, thing where right. where at some point. It basically Peter Parker was like still um, being apprenticed to Tony Stark. Right. So at one point in one of the Spider-Man comics, um, Mary Jane breaks her forearm. In another Spider-Man comic, her forearm is fine. Mm-hmm. Like that, and I got to give it to the writers. They actually did a whole couple panels of Tony Stark talking to Peter Parker, saying like, oh, well, what happened was after she broke her arm, we put on this flesh-toned uh, cast that instantly heals it, and blah, blah, blah. And then they do another panel where both of them are breaking the fourth wall and looking out at the audience <laughs> as to be like, shut up about like the editorial note. Right. Like, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me in terms of you didn't keep the continuity. Who cares? That really is not... That's a minor thing of, of the story. It doesn't affect the overall story. When you're doing major continuity problems, so yeah, that the fine line. Those are examples of you. Got see, now, now, now you, explanation. Now you have me on on a on a, on a tangent with the with that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Not, not slanting. My one of my favorite TV shows of all time, which was a spinoff of Dallas. Uh, Dallas had a very famous uh, season where they killed off one of the main characters, and then the following year. Uh, it was all a dream, so the person didn't die. It was a very famous right, story. Right, right, Patrick Duffy's character, mm. yeah. Correct. But Not Slending was a, was a, a, a spinoff of that universe. And right. in that universe, they didn't know that it was a dream, so he stayed right. dead in that universe. They went to the funeral, they did all that stuff, and they never right. mentioned him again in the Not Slending universe, although they were in the same universe. So that's the kind of thing that they just, this is what happened, we're just going to have to stick with it and go. Right, fair. Yeah. All right, so. Anyway, there you go, that's my because content like bob brought it, brought it up last week and i'm like it was annoying me about the continuity so uh moving on from the i'm not a wrestler i just play one on tv department um as previously reported on our show wwe had announced that there would be a company-wide ban for any wrestler using third-party platforms like twitch and cameo to supplement their income with penalties such as fines, suspension or outright dismissal while this is a gray area at best, WWE has fired one of his female superstars, uh, Zelina Vega, whose real name is wow. Thea Trinidad, uh, who directly opposed that announcement by opening an account on OnlyFans, which features <laughs> exclusive videos and photos of cosplay, lingerie, swimsuits, yeah. and more for a monthly subscription fee of $30. Um, one option for talent to remain on is to share their accounts with WWE and make a percentage of the profits they're already making. 
Um, I've, I've had this discussion many times. This is the, uh, a case where they have to be able to separate the character from the performer. Mm-hmm. Like Definitely. the company owns the character. So, you know, right. Robert Downey Jr. can't go around being like, I'm Iron Man, and then just punch somebody in the face as Iron Man. He can go around punching somebody <laughs> in the face as Robert Downey Jr. But, yes. but can't he? <laughs> I'm just, can't he, he he's, though? He's earned enough. He's earned enough good points. <laughs> I mean, really, when you, when you look at him and you look at how he portrays Tony Stark, was he acting? <laughs> mm. He basically just made Tony Stark him. But Mar- you know. Marvel Disney cannot own Robert Downey Jr. They no, can of course own. Not. That's why uh, we were talking about Star Wars. That's why uh, the, uh, Finn, uh, the actor who plays right. Finn. Why can't I remember his name right now? Uh, crap. Sorry, Star Wars fans. Um, mm-hmm. uh, John Boyega. Yes. Uh, after his I was con- searching for it too, and I couldn't find it. After his contract was over, he was able to badmouth Disney. Like, they can't yeah. control the actor, but they can control the character. And it's funny because I was watching the uh, Star Wars uh, Lego Disney uh, special that they had, and now that character is going, special? To, yeah, is going to be a Force user, and he's using a lightsaber. So, like, the character's going one way, actor's doing something different. So right, right, right. I can understand. So, I mean, if you're an independent contractor, as that's what WWE says, they right. should not be able to do this unless they're using their personas and character names that WWE owns. A hundred percent. And this girl wasn't doing that. Was she using? She was anything? using her, her stage name for the, oh, for the Twitch and the oh, thing because that's, that's, that's what people want. Famous. Yeah. You know, you, you want to see Hulk Hogan as Hulk Hogan. Right. You, want, you don't want to see Terry Hogan. You don't want to see that I guy. do. Terry really? Leia. But, oh, really? Yeah, okay. I actually yeah. like the behind the scenes stuff better than the character. I'd much rather watch people be themselves, but that's just me. See, one of the things though, like you only you only get someone that you actually when it comes to wrestling where you want to just meet that actual person, not the character, when mm. they've almost transcend wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's like the rock. <laughs> like the yeah. rock. So even so basically WWE is pulling off a checkmate at the moment because look, I really don't care what, and I don't know a lot of the contemporary wrestlers, um, Roland Reigns. I don't care what he's like as a human being. If I'm a fan, most likely I want to interact with that character that I watch every week on raw or SmackDown, but Hulk Hogan, the rock, John Cena, these guys now have done so much. They transcend wrestling. So you've gotten to know who they are. So they won't be affected by this. The Rock can go do as many cameos as he wants. Right. Because you know, you already have seen Dwayne Johnson in so many other things and given so many interviews as himself, not doing cutting promos, that you like him for him now. You know what I mean? Well said. Yeah, well said. So it's really quite evil, but they really shouldn't be doing that to them if they want to go out there and be themselves but no one's really going to care to no one wants to know what randy orton's really like mm. you know what i mean i i mean i think that there is Some a, the, do, the, the, yeah it, the hardcore it, fandom really should want to and i think they do like right. you want to meet your actors you want to meet the people behind the things you want to know all about them i understand that but the general public which is where i believe the money is making yeah, obviously it, this it, is all about money it fringes it infringes on their air their their ability to make an income from these things anyway even if they were to just control the character right even if they were just say like well you can go on there and be who uh be your to triple h you can go on and be paul levesque that's right. perfectly fine 
but no one really wants to hear from Paul Levesque. They want to hear Triple H talk. Right. You can't you can't be in that right. character or use the the attitude mm-hmm. or all that stuff that that you that, that that's what they that's what they come right. to see. Yeah. Maybe the Undertaker, um, Mark Calloway. Because he he's done podcasts as Mark Calloway discussing right. his career now that he's retired. Maybe quote, unquote, him. retired. Quote unquote retired. Yeah. That's another let's talk about continuity. How many times has this person, you know, been dead or retired? Or um, the speaking Undertaker, the, the the other guy, uh, his brother, um, and quote unquote brother, Kane. yeah, yeah Kane. but the the actual guy, he's like a mayor, <laughs> so right? Like, you know, so want to talk to the mayor? You want to talk to the the wrestler? Exactly. So like someone like you know uh, Hall of Famer Jerry the King Waller, who loves <laughs> it came from the radio. He does. Again, he transcends <laughs> wrestling because of how long his career has gone on. Everyone kind of knows who he is. You've seen him in documentaries talking about Andy Kaufman. You, you know, like it doesn't really affect him. He could be Jerry Lawler on Cameo and you won't, you know, but for these up and coming guys that are looking to make money one way or the other, they're so screwed. And I think that, and you know, if there was a union, because that's what the talk is, that there should be some type of wrestling union, that, that they should unionize and that way they should allow them to do something. Jesse because, Ventura was saying. They've been saying this for years as yeah, most right. quote unquote independent contractors. So that's, that's the legalese of it. That's, that's how it's all right. kind of mushed together. And like I said, it is a gray area. Like, do they have the ability to be like, you can't do this mm. or, well, you know, or safe. It's kind of, it's kind of like a microcosm what's going on now, a little bit of the corporatocracy and the crashing of small businesses. You count the small businesses, the big people win. You want to have a monopoly hashtag pimping ain't easy. Uh, I, it's really pimping ain't easy. They're trying to, pimp everyone out and the question i would ask is who actually created the character because if i went into a company i have characters or let's say elvira that's that's a synonymous topic elvira oh yeah who who created the character so if i created the character and then i signed up with wwe i'd be a little pissed if they don't let me be my own character if i got big with them and then it's very confusing or do they create the character if you created the character but you got signed to wwe they most likely with your with your signing you'd have to hand over the rights right to, the, to character. the character yes yeah uh, unless somehow you're you're wrestling under your own name right. No. right even even that some people can't use their own name when they leave the company it it just happened right. um in AEW uh the the one of the guys who's in charge of it Cody Rhodes wasn't mm-hmm. able to use his last name until recently so he was just mm. Cody on the show mm. because they owned that name it's crazy um, but it's funny you mentioned Elvira because uh, mm-hmm. I was reading up on her mm-hmm. and she said that originally the character, um, she didn't own the rights of the character. But mm. instead of uh, asking for pay raises or, or merchandising stuff, yes. slowly asked to get rights for this and for that. Yes. And, for this. and yes. so now she fully owns the character. Sometimes and that that's... company must be kicking themselves <laughs> yeah. for letting her do that. Oof. Sometimes like that's the way to go. Like that's really where, where George Lucas built his fortune. He gave away a lot of, or, or didn't fight for a lot of like the distribution rights or right. he back owns, end he points. Owns it. Well, no, he, he made, but he's like, look, you can have back end points on star Wars or whatever it was that would have made him money. But he knew like, no, just give me all the merchandising rights. And the 20th century Fox was like, yeah, sure. Merchandising, whatever. Exactly. And he sometimes find knowing where the value is and what everyone with the conventional wisdom says is valueless is where you can really clean up. Yeah. Yeah. So I.e. Elvira realized like, no, if I can just get a couple more of these uh, things, yeah, I can go make my own personal appearances and do whatever and blah, blah, blah. Um, so, so speaking of uh, Star Wars, 
moving on, from the Star Wars in Space Department. That's usually where it happens. <laughs> As you may know, recently NASA sent some astronauts up into space. What you may not know is that one of the spaceship's crew snuck aboard a plush Baby Yoda doll aboard the spacecraft. It's uh, hard. <laughs> He's trying hard. <laughs> During the flight to the International Space Station via the ship's sheeps via the ship's live stream inside the cockpit, you can clearly see the figure floating around in space along with the crew. Um, we've got Baby Yoda on board trying to take a seat right now. One astronaut said, uh, "Maybe Baby Yoda is trying to pilot the vehicle." Said another. Uh, this carries on a tradition in which spaceships carry plushies with them as zero-gravity indicators. As one toy starts to float, observers know that they have left the pull of Earth's gravity. Uh, this the ship is, is the way. <laughs> the this ship, is the way. Yes. The ship is set to dock at the International Space Station, where the astronauts will live and work for about six months, uh, constituting the longest human space flight in NASA history. So, yeah, there's a baby Yoda in space right now. That's kind of interesting. Talk about product placement. Good job. Yeah, seriously. This reminds me of, um, I believe there was a person who dressed, who who brought like a, a Star Trek shirt into mm -hmm. face, an astronaut. So it's like, you know, it's transcended. I think, I think they got like a like a professional quality uh, Starfleet uniform. I think like Janeway. I believe it was a, a lady astronaut. Yes, yes. So I think that's that's crazy. How speaking the, of which, you know, there's a there's a um, a new sculpture that was unveiled in Indiana where it's supposed to be the future birthplace of Catherine Janeway. I did not know that. So from the desk of Dominic definition. Yeah. Yeah. Know? And Kate Mulgrew attended via, so via like zoom or something. She wow. was there, you know, she said some words apparently. That's cool. Yeah. So it's, it's weird. As they always say, life imitates art, but now mm -hmm. art is imitating life. Like mm -hmm. it's actually in space. Like, can you imagine as we're talking like George Lucas, as as a young George Lewis saying, one day my thing is going to be in space. I know, right? That's That'd awesome. Be, that's pretty cool. It is really cool. So moving on, uh, from the I'm a pepper, are you a pepper too department, uh, Kill the Cable Bill has released its findings from a study about Netflix. And it seems that while 47.5% of Netflix users haven't shared their password for their account, 52.5% have. Uh, the biggest reason was sharing the Netflix account with a family member outside the immediate family, which is 25%, followed by sharing the password with a friend, woohoo, 17.7%, and finally with a child that doesn't live in home, which would be 9.2%. Uh, the study comes out after finding that Netflix has announced that they are increasing their subscription fee by just $1. Also in the study, it is revealed that due to the aforementioned increase, 20% 26% of Netflix subscribers are considering canceling the service while over 50% were firmly staying and only 6% were firmly set on dropping Netflix. So it's kind of interesting on the back end deal of how Netflix works. Mm. Why Honestly, are they canceling? Because uh, that little kid show? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, look, $1 a month more increase. I, I could see someone's like, this was getting too far, but it, I don't know. They, Netflix... There's such variety of what you want to watch on there. I I'm, think it's. I think the value is still worth it. I'm still against all of the streaming services because we're just going to go right back to where we started, and it's just going to be package deals and it's going to be nonsense. So where people are going to just bundle it and everything. Yes. Yeah, so stick with Netflix is what I say. Mm. And I'm surprised that that many people are sharing the account. So just imagine, you know, as as they say, like this pirating, how much money that mm. is that they're losing. 
Right. And they're they're fine with that. That's crazy. Wow. It is crazy. Shout out to Netflix well, and Jorge Martinez for giving me his Netflix password. Great boyfriend. <laughs> my lady had her best friend's Netflix. And then I was like, yeah, but I want to have my Netflix and my house. So I made her her own, um, her own like, not password. What was it? Her own um, account? Account and everything. She's like, oh, I'm like, there you go. That's uh, love. That's love. You know, when you're willing to share the Netflix, you know what love is? I'll tell you what love is. When you, when you take your lady to Home Depot and say, get what you want in terms of fin- finishings and appliances. Aww. Oh, yeah, that is sweet. I love that. There you go. I had, I had a friend's father like, so when you two getting hitched? And I'm like, well, we just did this. And he's like, that's good enough. <laughs> wow. What a guy. I like that. Yeah. So is, is that from the uh, desk of Dominic Definition Man Ferrano that someone's getting hitched? No, not yet. But... <laughs> She told me if I ever proposed to her in the, in 2020, she'd kill me, and I believe her. So she's like, Good, "This is not the year. This is All not right. the year to get proposed." It's um, never the year. Save your soul. <laughs> uh, are you? Do you have like personal experiences you want to share there, Jen? Yeah, I feel like I've been married three times, and I and I know I don't know. I feel like I know a lot of men that mostly men that have been really had their lives ruined through marriage. So. To all of my future sons, I'll never have. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Save your soul. And oh, to women, got... do it. Do it, women. Right. That just got bleak. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So... No, for women, it's great. For most women, it's it's pretty good. So let's 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 see from the better luck. Speaking of 2020 and 2021, from the better luck next year almost department, read pop almost yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Read Pop, the folks behind New York Comic Con, Emerald City Comic Con, and C2E2, has announced that two of their events, normally in March, will be moved to December of 2021, just wow. a week apart from each other. Executives say, <clears throat> we have learned anything from our experiences this year. It is how resilient our fans, creators, exhibitors, and sponsors are. We've come together to support and uplift one another, adapting to our new normal and create meaningful experiences that capture the community and excitement felt at any one of our shows. Now we're ready to look forward to 2021 and going up to bringing you the best slate of Comic-Con events possible, both real and in the virtual world. Um, for those of you who don't know, a C2E2 is usually one of the earliest ones at the comic book mm. year. It's like around March. I went this year for the first time oh. uh, just before the pandemic happened. So it was my last convention. Got right in there. Yeah. Good. Um, so Good it would it would be coming up in this March, but now they're like, nah, we're gonna wait till next year, December. Hopefully so it happens. That's <laughs> mind boggling how they're gonna push it that far in advance. So I'm like, are they yes. do they know something that we don't know or are they just and yeah, are they you do. gonna need a vaccine to get in? You know, how are you gonna get in? Are they gonna have special rules? That's I mean, that's what people are looking at now. Like, what what do we do to try and get conventions back on the air? Uh, mm-hmm. You don't. You just don't. I mean, it, some people are doing it like, you know, this the the smaller ones are happening. And if you remember, we mentioned in an earlier show how uh, the, the one in California was trying to do it. They had like this whole plan and then it fell apart and like, now nah, we're gonna, not going to do it a week later. So mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. Like, where where is this? Where's the, the line? Because as I've, I've said many times, just because something's open, you don't have to go. But right. apparently people think otherwise. And like as soon as something opens, they're going to just rush in there like, like madmen. So if – yeah. So like if – <laughs> yeah. I quote Magneto. This is why pawns go first in chess. <laughs> hmm. 
you know, like, look, I love conventions. I miss going to conventions. You make money I, at conventions. I make money. I hypothetically make money at conventions. <laughs> um, you know, this is the first year I've not gone to New York Comic Con. Um, Did you probably. manage to go to any convention at all this year? I, went, I didn't go to any convention this year. Wow. Everything, everything was canceled anyway. But this is the first time I probably haven't gone to New York Comic Con as a professional or just a fan in maybe 10, 12 years. Wow, wow. out of 15. That's crazy. You know, like, uh, I, I think maybe, no, in 14 years. Like, I've gone almost every year since the first or the second one. Did you participate in the online stuff? No, because I just don't. Right, I don't. So you, know, you, like, you tapped out entirely. Wow. I tapped out entirely because, as look, I appreciated them trying to do something. But the truth is, the way that my company and other companies, you know, people that like Bob, who our guest last week was, they work. They work by pulling people in in person. Right. And it's so difficult to try and pull someone in in person scrolling through their web page. Right. Theoretically, I could, you know, that's what we're doing every day, having a website. Right. Right. Like I know for a fact the way that it works for us and all small publishers and creators is the interpersonal connection. So no one was going to, not no one, but very few people were probably going to come to like the Pronto Comics page. But mm-hmm. are they going to go to the Marvel, the DC and all the big name pages? Of course they are, just like they would at the convention. Right. So like it's not to me, it was not worth worth it. I appreciate them trying. I don't discourage them for trying. Uh, maybe if, if how long this goes on for, maybe they want to try and do something on a small scale specifically for just the creators, not the big names, just the creators are in a small press, maybe in the future. Right. I think that might be worth it, but no, man, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get rushing to get back into the convention mode. Mm. I think it's, it's a, it, it can go either way. It's, it's really weird. I think like, I understand what they're trying to do because you know, you got to make the money and you got to try, but uh, it's, it's a rough one. Like, it's 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 just a rough idea and a rough situation that we're in. So yeah. yeah. So we're almost out of time for the news. Um we have like three two minutes left. So let's do our final thoughts for our news. Um Jen, do you have a final thought for us for this segment? Sure, the clock. All right. So she, she just that, muted that was her final. That, yes, she did. That was her thought. All right. So I guess pronto comics sounding like definition man's Toronto. That's her final thought. Hi. And then she just <laughs> goes off. There, there you go. Her final thought is that she's having technical difficulties. <laughs> so uh, all right. So pronto comics sounding like definition man's Toronto. Do you have a final thought for us? Yes, I do. In these untrying and uncertain times the best thing that you can do is laugh. So please go to my website, fishysarcasm.com and check out all the web comics I make. And if you like them, please become a patron by going to patreon.com backslash fishy sarcasm and becoming a $1 a month patron. All right. So you, Jen, can become, you, you can, you can do more, but you know, all right. So Jen, are you ready for your final thought for us? Oh yes. I said it. And I guess it didn't go through. No. Uh, Tech, tech problems. Well, yes, uh, the cost-benefit ratio rules everything around me. CBB, Ream, get the money, Della Della Bill, y'all. So weigh out the benefits, weigh out the cost. And if the benefits outweigh the cost, do it. If the cost outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Cost-benefit ratio. So that's it. Well, for the... There you go on that one. <laughs> it's, it's glad we left that for last. Yeah. So that's it for the news. We're going to take our break. We'll be right back with it came. Oh, I need a break. Radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. 
We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. New comics are back at Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin. And now get ready for the X-Men event, Ten of Swords, from Marvel Comics. Cosmic Comics and Games is open Wednesday from noon to 7, Thursday from 2 to 7, Friday from 3 to 7, and Saturday from noon to 5. So if you want the latest Marvel, DC, Image, or Independent Comics, back issues, comic book supplies, or magic cards, please call Chuck at 516-763-1133 for all the details. That's Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin. Thank you, and stay safe. Now, back to our show. Hey, this is Jay Brennan Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. I thought we were here to talk about lemon cookies. I mean, I thought it was about chocolate cookies. Ooh, I think chocolate we got cookies. the wrong... The wrong thing? Yeah. Wait, do you not like lemon cookies? No, mm. lemon cookies aren't amazing. All right, all right. Well, I know, I just cut you off. How we're, dare you? <laughs> we're going to actually talk about the next phase in Julie's education, right? Yep. What you chose to do, right? So a few weeks back, or maybe even a month ago, before school oh, started. Oh, wow, that was a month ago. Yeah, before school started, right? Yeah. You had a choice of either going fully remote, going fully in class, or doing, or doing what? Hybrid. Right, which is part-time in class and part-time out, out, of out of class. Okay, now we know a lot of people have had this, had to make this decision. Most people in your grade or district, right? Mm-hmm. They went like 90% in full-time, right? Yeah, which I don't understand because you have to wear a mask for seven hours a day. And you have three partitions, well, a partition, three-sided partition, where you're sitting in front of it, right? Yeah. It's so, literally the most annoying thing. And sometimes there's a glare so you can't see the act, the things on the smart board. It's... Oh, right. That's a good point. So if it's sunny, then you can't really see the... <laughs> unless you do the shades, right? And yeah, or unless you like cover your nose and mouth for a second and look to the left for like two seconds. Really? Uh... Or look up. Oh, gosh. And then yeah. you said you, your binders couldn't fit on the actual... Yeah, our binders can't fit on the actual thing. So I wound up trying to convert to most of... Uh, converting all my binder sections to folders so it's easier, but it's still insanely. So they didn't do the proper measurements for your books. No, I mean, the desks are too small. We always had to do that anyway, but now with the partitions, it's even smaller. Right, you, well, your your books would hang over the side of the... Uh, desk, yeah. right? So now you can't do that because you're enclosed a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what did you pick? Hybrid. So you are going hybrid, which you go two days a week in school. And three days online. That's right. So three days a week, and this really only works if you have a parent at home or the kid's old enough to and responsible enough to do the computer, uh, you know, do the remote at home, right? Yeah. So, one, I am home at least until January. Your mother's home for the whole school year. Yeah. Right? So, and she's a teacher, and she's doing the whole, she's doing it from remote, from her own place. Yeah, she's doing it remote, so all three of us are home, like, three days a week. Right, so this is just insanity that I get to see these two every day. How dare you? I know, but it's good, though, (laughs) except your lunch hour does not coincide with... A night, your mom or mine. Yeah, so usually my mom's teaching a class while I'm making lunch and my dad's in a meeting. and It's all fun and games. Yeah. All right, well, but it's working for you because you're reducing any exposure. 
you know, to, or possible exposure to getting sick, right? And, you know, it doesn't, we know it's not foolproof and none of this is foolproof, but this is how we felt was the safe way to do this, Um, especially since numbers, at least from what I'm seeing, seem to be going up in New York a little bit. And, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll be doing full-time at some point, but right now, full-time remote at some point or full-time in class when... Maybe a vaccine. I guess this, forget this year. I mean, I'm assuming that we're going to have partitions all year. So, yeah, regardless. I'm assuming that everything is going to go back to normal, maybe 2023. No way. So far. Let's hope not. 2022. Yeah, let's hope 2021 at some point, you know. I'd like to see something of normalcy. And, uh, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. But so, are you liking being home? I mean, they both have their ups and downs. Okay. Example. Uh, for example, for online school, you can make your own lunch for, and, but you're staring at a screen for seven hours a day. Yeah. So, I mean, look, you're, what's the difference? You're scared staring at the TV for seven hours a day. No. Well, come on. You're at this front of a screen a lot, your phone, Meh. TV. So, you know. So, come, yeah. So now it just happens you have to pay attention to what you're doing. And you have to log in. So, you know, yeah. you have to log in every class, right? But you have four minutes that so you can do anything in between classes, right? I mean, it's not really that much time. Still four minutes. Mm, sort of. All right, well, <laughs> All right, whatever. stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected. See you next time. Hey, guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on breads, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C-K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to the Came from Radio, the official show of the Bacon Apples Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. As mentioned earlier in the show, uh, we're going to be talking about Supernatural. Um, the thing is, when I decided to write this uh, segment, I was only going to talk about the Supernatural finale and what it means and blah, blah. But then um, I started thinking about it. And you kind of have to figure out where I am and what this all is before we decide to move on. So I want to talk about endings first. Um, Supernatural is on the 15 years, and it's very rare for a show to actually get an ending. If you think about all the shows out there and how many were made and how many actually get the send-off, it's not that many in comparison to how many shows are out there. Um, Supernatural actually had uh, two endings. So we actually mentioned earlier in the show how the show was originally going to be only a five-year arc, and then it went on for another 10 years. So if you think about that, you kind of have to go to what I like and what my thoughts are on other shows, such as, uh, for example, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is very recently ended. And it had two endings because they also, once again, thought they were going to be over in season five. So they had the ending for season five and then they moved on for two more years and they had a second season, a series finale, I should say. And what they did was they wanted to make sure that, it, that they weren't repeating themselves for the first ending, the first series finale, which turns out it wasn't. And then two years later, they did it again. So for that one, um, I felt that because they didn't want to repeat themselves, they had, to, they had to go a different way. 
Um, I was a huge fan of, um, I always mentioned uh, Mary Children, Incredible Hulk, Power Rangers, huge fan of those shows. Um, I hardly mentioned Do South, but I really was a fan of that show. And that show, when it had an ending, came up. I didn't realize that it was the finale. So as I'm watching it, the realization is coming over me. Like, holy crap, this is going to be the end. This is the last time I'm going to see these characters. This is, this is it. And actually, it was a different sensation instead of having the, the grand buildup onto knowing the show is going to end and finding out what happens then. Um, I would have to put into place The Good Place, which also ended this year, 2020. And arguably, I would say it had the best fin- series finale I've ever seen for any TV show. It tied up all those ends. They knew they were going to end, so it kind of it kind of helps if you know you're going to end. You can end the story. It actually makes it better. But the good place, it it every every character had a resolution. It was touching and heartwarming, and it was, in my honest opinion, for right now, anyways, the one of, if not the best series finale in the history of all the series finales that I've seen. I also wanted uh, mentioned uh, I saw Dark on Netflix. A if you love time travel. That show was super time traveling and it was really well thought out. It was really well acted. The cast was amazing, except for one or two uh, people, which I might go into at another time, the series Dark. But that finale, it, it felt disingenuous. Like it made sense for what it was. But watching the whole series, I kind of felt cheated, but it was still a pretty darn good ending for a really good show. Um, I, I mentioned that like I said before I'm a huge fan of the Incredible Hulk. Huge fan of the Incredible Hulk, the TV series, uh, to be precise. And it went on for four years and it didn't have an ending. And then in the nineties, it was brought back and they had three made for TV movies. And the show itself was really good because it was emotional and powerful at the time. And it was always it was a very sad, somber show that, you know, will he ever get a, a cure for him turning into the Hulk. Like I said, this is a TV version of the Hulk. And then they had the death of the Incredible Hulk. And they killed off the character. And it ended very sadly. And I was one of the, the saddest endings to any series I've ever seen. So it was it was rough for that, to, to have that ending. But I felt that it was fitting for the character, the way the show was, that he died off. Um, of course, there is How I Met Your Mother, which is a very controversial ending. But I kind of see what the, the showrunners were trying to do. I did like the How I Met Your Mother finale. I thought it was an interesting twist. And when, spoilers, <laughs> this one's also pretty old. When they decided to kill off the mother and make it about Robin, if you think back to the original first episode, he did say he wanted to get Robin. So I think it was it was justified in what it was. And yes, I understand a lot of fans upset because they felt that they that they that they cheated out of what was the natural growth and progression of the show. Then uh, Power Rangers, I mentioned huge Power Rangers fan. Power Rangers has been going on for 28 years, if I'm not mistaken, as we're as we're recording this right now in 2020. Um, that show had many season finales and a couple of series finales. Because originally, once again, they thought after, I believe it was the 
Power Rangers in Space, which would be the fifth year, if I'm mistaken. They thought it was over and done with, so they had like a finale finale. And it was great. It was awesome. But then they decided, let's move on and keep the show going because the ratings went up. As we had an interview with Christopher Cameron Lee, they saved the franchise, and it's going on to this very day. So a lot of the a lot of the Power Rangers shows they have a series finale, even though the show is still going on. So the season finale, series finale, it's sort of I wonder how that's going to wrap up if it ever does, because in uh, Japan it's still going strong. Uh, Married with Children, one of, as I mentioned before, never had a series finale. They ended it. There was twelve years, if I'm not mistaken, might be eleven, and they had a little title and a little laugh track, and they said thanks for the laughs. And that show built the Fox network. It was the first show on Fox. And it was, it was hilarious. It's still funny to this day. Very insensitive, very uh, pushing the envelope for its time. It's very tame now. And they never had an ending. Uh, Quantum Leap I used to watch. And they kind of threw an ending at, a, at the very end. And it was, it was sort of fitting. It wasn't intended to be the, season, the series finale. But to me, I was like, all right, I understand that he wanted to help people and he so he would never get to go home, which was, does he always get to go home? He would never get to go home because he wants to help people and therefore he's always helping people. And even uh, the Fresh Prince, I, uh, just because they had the reunion uh, show earlier this week, they, I wasn't a fan of Fresh Mr. Bel-Air, but I knew a significance in the world of TV and I wanted to see because it went on so long. What did they do? So I only saw a handful of episodes, maybe, of that show. And the finale had a whole bunch of guest stars. It brought, it brought um, uh, honor to its, its roots. And it was a very touching and, and, and good ending for a show that I never even watched. So that's where you have to kind of think of where, where things are. Like, what was the intent? What, what, what do you like? What do you not like? And, you know, you can like whatever you want. It's fine. So that brings us to Supernatural. And it's interesting, I found, is that going online, once I saw the finale, and I loved the finale. And as I mentioned, spoilers for you guys who didn't see it and who want to see it. I thought it was a, a really good finale. I have always said that the season five finale was would have made it one of the best TV series for its time because the guy had a plan. He had a five-season arc. It went through five seasons. It kept on building and building and building upon itself. It was really good. When it got to the end, it was a great, explosive, bang-up finale. That was the finale. And then they realized that the show had legs, and they realized that they can make some more money off of it, and they realized we can keep it going. So they added just a little, not even 30 seconds, of having the one of the characters come back. And then that let you know it was still going on. And then they kept it moving. So 10 years later, I never felt that they ever hit that peak of the season five series finale. A couple of years for Supernatural, felt like they were just rehashing the same idea, except swapping characters around. One year, it was uh, Dean who was going to be the one who dies and he was keeping a secret from Sam. And then the next season... Uh, Sam had the secret, and he was the one who was going to die, and they had to keep on keeping secrets from each other. Then they kept on swapping it around. Then a couple of years, they actually introduced a new character. You made them really like him, very lovable character, good good acting, good chemistry, and then they kill him off at the end of that season. That happened a couple of times, too. So then we get to where we are now, which is the finale of the show. 
Um, I think I understand, like I mentioned before, that they tried to, to zig instead of zag. They couldn't go big. They couldn't, they could never, because they hadn't ever gone bigger than the season five finale. So when they came up with this, they had a series finale and they had a season finale. Uh, this this year they went up against God, which I didn't like the choice. I liked having Chuck as 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 God and how it ended, as I mentioned in season five. But they they beat God. Everything's better. Everything's happy. That was the and they had the flashbacks. They had what could have easily been a series finale, but it was just a season finale. And then we get to the ending ending, which is a series finale, which is could be have place, but for the fact that uh that God was beaten in this series, this season, it could have been placed any time because it was really a standalone, a very quiet, a very uh, whimperish ending. But I felt it was suiting uh, because it was fitting because they couldn't go big. So you have to go small. And just having them, just the two of them together, just the emotional beats, just the way things worked out, I thought it was really good. Um, they killed off one of the main characters which i didn't think they were going to do they killed off dean in such a way i was like wow i can't believe they did it but then if you think about it it was always he always cared about his little brother he always wanted his little brother to be happy it was always about each other so i did want to end this segment with um a lot of people are upset about how how they died and it, it ended happy they both went to heaven they both lived out their uh well dean died he lived out his life in heaven so he was he was happy in heaven with his car just driving down the road as he always wanted to do. Sam lived out his life on Earth and then he died of old age and then he met Dean and that was the end of the series. They actually had an interview with the creator, Eric Kripke. And I'm going to read what he said about the finale. And he wasn't involved, but he created the show. So just put this and think about it for a little bit. He says, <clears throat> in my last episode, Swan Song, I probably, in hindsight, foolishly spent maybe like 80% of how I wanted that show to end. I didn't know how it was going to go 15 years. I probably wouldn't have done it again had I had another chance, but I thought maybe there was another year or two. Outside of a few little scenes and a few more moments, there was the meat of what I thought this show would end, which is Sam versus Dean and ultimately good versus evil but brotherhood wins and sacrifices are made. From that point over, from that point forward, it is inevitable that over many years the show is going to spend every idea I had in terms of where it could go or end. By the time they reach this ending, it's not like I had some preconceived notion of how it should end. I was completely open-minded to what the gang was cooking up. I had a long talk with Jensen about it, and I had a long talk with the co-showrunners, Andrew Dabb and Bob Singer, about it. And I think it's the best possible ending for the show. It was interesting. They pitched it to me, and I went off to think about it for a couple of days. And admittedly, being me, I spent some time thinking, okay, is there any other ending I would pitch back and I think is better? And I spent a couple of days trying to chase down a couple of avenues and couldn't come up with anything better. So I went back, and I was like, guys, I think it's the right one. There's some substance to it. There's something emotional. And I think there's a positive energy around it. I will say this. There's only one scene I haven't done and that I would have done for the end of the show, and I'm certainly not going to give it away. Maybe one day I will, but I can assure fans that my ending was so much darker than the ending that they're going with. So anyone who's like, Crypti could have, should have ended it, I'm like, 
you would have hated my ending because it was a horror movie and it was going to have a horror movie ending. So I can promise you, the ending they went with, you'll love much more than if you had let me end my show. So with that, we're going to take our break and be right back with the Came From the Radio. The Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one-stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot Club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. Now, back to our show. Hi, everyone. This is Pronto Comics' own Dominic Sperano, and it is once again time for... My comic book pick of the week. one of the most classic Western movie themes there ever was or ever will be. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, so today's pick of the week, well, it's not like the, you know, the graphic novelization of the good, the bad, and the ugly, but it is a graphic novel about the Old West, specifically a sci-fi Western comic. Okay, This is done by Justin Gray and Jimmy Palmiotti, and it's called Trailblazer. It's a one-off by Image Comics. As always, let me read to you from behind the cover. Trailblazer. When the woman that raised him is murdered, an assassin turns state's evidence against his employers and is given a once-in-a-lifetime chance to enter Operation Trailblazer, the most unique witness protection program in the world. Sent back in time to the Old West, the assassin begins a new life, but it isn't long before his past and the future catches up with him. The prolific writing team of Justin Gray and Jimmy Palmiotti, the tattered man Jonah Hex, Random Acts of Violence, team with artist Jim Daly, who worked on Bad Planet, colorist Paul Mounts, who worked on Power Girl and The Tattered Man, and letterer Bill Tortellini, I, I'm not kidding, that's his name, the Tattered Man, Random Acts of Violence, so he's worked with Jimmy Palmiotti before, to bring you Trailblazer, an original graphic novel that seamlessly blends action, adventure, westerns, and science fiction. Um, really fun book. I love everything that Jimmy does, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti. I've had the pleasure of meeting him multiple times. He's um, even like done a couple of things with Pronto Comics. Uh, very nice gentleman, very knowledgeable about comics, love the stuff that he does. If you're not aware of what he's worked on, like I said, Jonah Hex, right now him and his wife uh, are have been doing an amazing run with Harley Quinn. So I always say when I'm at a convention, uh, if you find Jimmy Palmiotti and you're dressed like Harley Quinn, go say Dominic sent you from Pronto Comics. Uh, he's just a really a wonderful, wonderful, nice guy. His his writing and his work is always great. Uh, he's unfortunately the guy that told me not to be an inker. He's like, there's no work in it anymore. And that's why he moved from being an inker into being a writer. Um, coincidentally, um, he does ink this book, which, why not? If you're going to write it, might as well ink it. And he had some assistance from his brother, Peter, who was on the show uh, a couple of months ago. 
So definitely go check this book out. Now, to go see and get this book, you can go to numerous places. Uh, easily, of course, is Amazon.com. You know, everything's there. But it's also you can get directly from the creators at uh, papers, paperfilms.com. That's who put this out. Um, and you can buy it from them as well. Personally, in my opinion, go to Paper Films, directly support the uh, artists and creators. Amazon's wonderful and everything, but, you know, go help out the original creators. So anyway, that is the pick of the week this week. Justin Gray and Jimmy Palmiotti's Trailblazer. Go check it out. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's pick. Please remember you can go and check out my own personal webcomic at fishysarcasm.com. You can become a Patreon of the comic. It's only $1 a month. It's the least expensive Patreon out there. I promise you that. Also, please go and check out prontocomics.com. We have plenty of comics for download. And always remember... Logic clearly dictates that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. So be safe and be healthy. Take care. This is Quentin Flynn, a popular voice actor known for Axel, Tamon, uh, and Raiden from the Metal Gear series. And you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Stick around. Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on the Came From The Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of the show, tough. go to our website, www.camefromtheradio.com. Listen to archives we up in a week or so. Check us out on such places such as btdradio.com, goodtalkradio.com, or our social media pages such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Or just Google It Came From The Radio. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.